There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from the adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. McLean, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I have a two-day migraine, which Ooh. isn't too bad since I had one for 70 days last year. Yeah. Thanks. Well, but you know. I know what it is now. They figured out it's my neck, so I just have to get some neck work done. You know. Yeah. So I'm wearing sunglasses right now. I know he this looks, is a pod- podcast, but so cool. Uh huh. Awesome. <laughs> I yeah. am a middle-aged woman. Uh, 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 Do you think uh, we should put on some Miles Davis just so? Don't we you guys wear sunglasses too. On? Everybody put sunglasses. We on. should. We should <laughs> have some Miles playing height. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Apparently, the best of the bunch. It sounds like <laughs> uh, you're doing better than me, but I, I, I'm, I'm not bad because I'm not sitting on a 3320, driving from Minnesota to Washington State like our first guest is, Mike oh, Adkinson. Yeah, he's doing a tractor trip for Parkinson's. Uh, good morning, Mike. How are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm good. Uh, we're getting blown on pretty hard out here. Oh we're- yeah. Where are you currently? You've got to be really close to the Twin Cities. I'll be damn fine, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on uh, St. Croix Trail, the sign says, and then I'm in the clover field and staring at a gopher hole. Oh. Uh, let's see, I'm probably, oh, I don't know, somewhere maybe 15 miles from uh, uh, Taylor Falls. Oh, oh okay. Nice. okay. Okay. So you worked your way down south. What was that on Highway Forty Seven? No, uh, primarily on Sixty Five. Oh, very busy uh, highway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, yesterday. Yeah, what it really was. Yeah, there's a lot of truck traffic. So, uh, but everybody's really patient with me. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. And now you're working your way over to Taylor Falls, and are you going to cross over into? The land of cheese, or are you going to stay on the correct side of the St. Croix River? <laughs> you know, well, no, I, I can't say anything bad because my wife's a badger. So. Oh, 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 all right. No, I'll, I'll lay off that line of questioning. Sorry, Mixed Mike. Yeah, but, she, but, but, but she grew up, she's from Hibbing, but uh, yeah, she, she went over there. But anyway, uh, I will go over to, I'm trying to get around the cities. Yeah, so I'm going over and uh, uh, on the other side of St. Croix Falls, I'll hit 65 then and head head south yep. uh, to uh, is it New Richmond? Yep. And uh, and from there, then you know, I kind of angle over, hit the river, and down to Rochester. And oh, cool! I'm going to I'm headed to Waterloo. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, All right. Wow. So. Can yeah. you tell everybody why you're doing all of this? Because you're not just riding around for fun. Well, kind of. But <laughs> yes, it, it, it was uh, 
uh, first, my brother-in-law, who's uh, uh, the uh, lives here in uh, Hibbing, and uh, he and I used to talk back and forth. I live in Washington, of course, and he said, "Well, you know, I could use your tractor." Well, we'd laugh about it for two, three years, and then, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden, I thought, you know what? I'm seventy-seven. I can use that uh, activity. So I started planning on it, and then uh, my brother came down with. Uh, diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Oh, I'm so and, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's been real uh, uh, traumatic for uh, now. I know quite a number of people with Parkinson's. Um, so uh, then I thought, you know what? I think I can raise money doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we joined uh, forces with uh, uh, American Parkinson's Disease Association uh, Northwest chapter uh, to raise money for them. And they provide uh, like research as well as what we really enjoyed uh, is that uh, in-home stuff for, like my brother, pretty isolated. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of services aren't available and that kind of thing. And I've found a lot of people that way on this trail um, kind of isolated. So, anyway, long story short is that uh, last year I drove out from Washington to uh, Perch Lake or Hibbing area, and uh, which was 1,700 miles, and we raised $56,000. Wow. And uh, so this year I'm doing about 2,700 miles, uh, just a different route uh, back to Washington. Hmm. So and we're just we're just getting started, actually. So this is my third day out. And so it's on the same tractor. So when you got here last year, you just stashed it, right? Put it in the shed for the winter, or what? Yeah. Well, no, it had a blue tarp. Oh. oh. It was covered with snow. We put some of that on our uh, on our website, <laughs> and uh, people say, "When you leave it," I said, "When that snow melts." Right. <laughs> so. It took a long time this year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you seem to have had a lot of snow too. So. So how's that 3320 treating you on the highway? How fast well, are you going? You know, well, you know, twelve thirteen. Yeah, that's uh, not so bad. Wow. No, no. It, it, the, the worst part is, you know, here in Minnesota, uh, um, some really nice highways, but some are not. You know, especially for a guy who's running, supposed to run on the shoulder, yeah. those uh, expansion lines are not uh, catered to uh, by the <laughs> DOT. So they're pretty bumpy. About every 20 yards, you, you chatter your teeth. So oh. right. uh, <laughs> it, 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 it gets a little old after five, six hours. But, yeah, um, I, I feel guilty. I was just talking about before you joined us that I have a migraine today, but you you have to drive through all that anyway. There's no stopping for you if you have a headache, and then you're going over all of these bumps as well. Well, you know, it's 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 really uh, uh, not as rough as uh, sometimes to think, but yeah, because uh, I it's not like I have to be at work next Monday. <laughs> Right, yeah. right. That's really so, nice. So wow. if, if I if I feel bad, well, I got this four by six foot trailer. Yeah. That, uh, 
I could crawl into and take a snap if I wanted to. I love that. <laughs> and I like the way it's decorated. I mean, you, you really are letting people know, um, you know, what you're doing. It says tractor trip for Parkinson's on the side. You have um, a link for people to donate if they see you on the road, a QR code. I mean, for 77, you're pretty hip and up with the times here. Well, you know, my wife's a lot younger, and okay. she is a badger, you know. Yes. So she, she keeps me on. <laughs> she keeps me organized. Oh yeah. Mike, wow. how many how many hours a day do you ride, Mike? Because I just did some math, figuring the mileage and everything. Of course. I came did. up with about two hundred ten hours. So how how long do you ride every day? Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it really depends. It's pretty good now. Uh, when I was le- when I left uh, Washington to come out here, I was up on like Sherman Pass, which is fifty five hundred feet, um, the highest pass in uh, Washington, and uh, and I got really snowed on, and, and uh, everything was. I was really cold, and I was soaked. And uh, so that day, you can imagine, as soon as I got down out of there, I, I found a place to stay. Yeah. <laughs> take a hot shower. But, uh, you know, as you know, you guys, if you've driven tractors, which I think somebody said Ken is a tractor guy. Yeah. Yeah, and so is Don. Yeah, yeah, I've driven a tractor. Don's all about oh, that. Okay, <laughs> you're all tractors. Well, I'm a country kid. I, Sometimes people say, well, gosh, Mike, it, it must be fun because you just get to go 12 miles an hour and you look at everything. Well, you really can't with a tractor. Yeah. You know how they they just wander so quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm not only looking at the traffic coming at me and then in the mirrors, what's coming up behind me, and then looking at my right wheel to keep it out of the ditch. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, you're just on it all the time, and there's no really off time. Um, so I found right away that you just, at the, you know, four, five, six hours, pretty soon you just feel really. Yeah, like you're you frazzled. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you're absolutely yeah. frazzled. People don't realize, people that encounter tractors and the heavy machinery on, on the highway, uh, we hate doing that. It really, really sucks because you're trying not to hit mailboxes. You're trying not to hit <laughs> oncoming cars. You try to give the people behind you enough uh, clearance to get around you. And it's just flat out nerve wracking. And I know you're going 12 and I've got a, I've got a, a 40, 44 that I can do 19 in. But as oh, soon wow. as you look, as soon as you look away, you start drifting. And hitting yeah. the ditch at 19 miles an hour in a big tractor, that's not a fun experience. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you had any close calls? Uh, well, only with the, the truck sometimes. When I was coming over the passes in Washington, some of the logging trucks. Oh. Um, you know, they're going by me, passing me, and mm-hmm. uh, not not coming, but with me, passing, and... Uh, that just gets a little hairy because they're throwing snow and rocks at me and there's no cab on the thing. So, sure. um, any, I feel like sometimes I can reach out and touch. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> wow. Touch the logs. So, so just, but, but other than that, I, part of the I, reason. Go, go ahead, Mike. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Well, I have devised a scheme for you. <laughs> to um, help you out here. There's a lot of uh, places here in uh, Minnesota called Midwest Machinery. They're kind of a a dealership that uh, they're all over the state. You could swing into one of those things with your tractor and drive out of there with the same thing 
with a heated and air conditioned cab. <laughs> and because the value of your tractor is probably held up pretty well, it looks like it's in really nice shape. Let's face it, all the miles are highway miles, right? <laughs> and it doesn't, probably doesn't even have miles. It's just an hour, um, a timekeeper thing. And you could just finance it and get right into another tractor with a cab on it and a radio. What are you getting and the a whole cut, Kenny? No, I'm just I'm thinking of his comfort. Yeah. I'm just thinking yeah. you've got to make a couple of mountain passes on the way back. Are you choosing Montana or Wyoming? How are you going to get back? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go uh, straight west, pretty much across to Iowa, uh, South Dakota, close to Nebraska. And then into Wyoming, and then I'll start angling up because I got to go to the North Cascade Pass back into Bellingham, Washington. Sure, um, it's the only really good pass for me with a tractor. So I'll I'll angle up to Yellowstone, and hopefully this deer can run faster than bears. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go up to oh Sandpoint, Idaho. Um, okay. And uh, visit a friend there that has Parkinson's, and he's written a couple books he's, uh, uh, on people's experience with Parkinson's, which uh, I thoroughly enjoy. So, oh, yeah. anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get up that <laughs> that way. But I, I, I'm afraid, yeah, I, it's probably, I, I just tell people it's probably a couple months on the road. Sure. Uh, I'm yeah. telling you, Mike, swing in, get yourself a cab. C Kenny, <laughs> you he wants to tough later. it out. No, that's, well, that's too tough. Listen, I, you, I have had people, in fact, I spoke at a rotary before I left, and uh, and a couple of the guys in there are guys that helped me, that work for John Deere and helped me uh, outfit this thing and get it ready to go. They said, well, how come Brad didn't give you a cab? <laughs> I said, no. I said, I don't want to. I don't think you can sit in a comfort of a cab, listen to music, air conditioning, and expect people to donate. You got to suffer a bit. Oh yeah, see. <laughs> I disagree with those people. Uh, well, you're doing a great job. Now, tell us about the John Deere Museum. You you um, spent some time there, or you're going to? I'm going there, and I know nothing about it. Uh, uh, it's it's in Waterloo, as well as there's a, a factory there, a John Deere factory. That yeah. I think they do big big machinery, nothing small like I'm driving. But yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping to visit with uh, uh, some of those people, and and then I have a, a few on our trip out here. We did about I think about eight different TV interviews, mm -hmm. which really helped uh, with the funds because uh, it just kept. People knew I was coming because of the TV, so um, it, 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 it was wonderful. So I think that's going to happen down there. You know, it's kind of interesting. I, I was going to go to Moline, and my thoughts were I would go sit on their lawn at their corporate office until they wrote a big check, and then I, or I wouldn't leave. Yeah, I, I, I endorse that and I, I, idea, yeah. <laughs> well, they kept... <laughs> I, I, I never did talk to the CEO. I sent a few letters, but I never got an answer. But I did get an answer from the foundation. And they uh, 
strongly encouraged me to go to Waterloo and not to Moline. So. <laughs> go oh. there. Ah, I see. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, when you get there, I, I think the amount of publicity that you've earned um, for John Deere, you deserve to drive one of those big John Deere quad tracks. Just say, you know, I, I've done a lot for your company here. Why don't you just give me 10 minutes in a quad track? Because you got to drive one of those things, Mike. They're absolutely the coolest thing out there, and they're a lot of fun to drive. You'd love it. Oh, wouldn't that yeah. be cool? I yeah. It would, just for the pictures, I'd like to hook this trailer onto one of those. Yes. <laughs> that, that's a great idea. You should do that. Well, tell us where we can donate, Mike. Where can we uh, send our checks? Well, there's uh, uh, there is the QR code on my website, and uh, there's last year's uh, trip uh, videos and stuff on uh, on YouTube and uh, on Facebook, and you can get to either of those uh, just by putting in. Uh, tractor trip for Parkinson's. Very and that'll good. Take a, that, that'll take to, uh, I've taken some shots of the QR code uh, and put them on there, and it does work. Um, and uh, let's see, it, it's kind of a, yeah, it goes to the APDA um, in Seattle. It goes directly, and then it's tax deductible, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. I've got it on the side here, but it's 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 kind of a crazy address. I don't know why it had to be that way, but it is. It's a bit dot l y for forward slash tractor dash trip. <laughs> Very good. And we will have um, our producer, Ross, here put that up so people uh, on our uh, Twitter page and our our, uh, our pages on the website, they can click on there and, and uh, give you some money. Oh, gosh. That, that'd be wonderful. I really appreciate this. This is great, great support. And uh, guys, feel free to call in. Check on me. Oh, well, yes. Mike, um, are, are you able to listen to music or radio or anything on your trip, or is it just the sound of that, uh, that 3320 droning all day? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I, I have some uh, Bose headphones that I uh, wear uh, for the, the sound. Yeah. I cut that down. But, yeah, then I've got uh, my uh, telephone. And, and playing music on that. Cool. Great. Well, you should check out our uh, podcast. It's news from the Krabby Coffee Shop, and um, we've interviewed we interview people like you, and we also last year we were fortunate enough to interview somebody that had been abducted by aliens. Oh God! And I think Penny. I really think you'd enjoy listening to some back episodes of this really really stupid podcast that we do. <laughs> I wouldn't advise listening to that one. That was uh, that was a yeah. good one, Don. Yeah, it was yeah, it. Was it? it was a okay. classic. Wow, Mike, the aliens were yeah. taking his nipples. Oh, I mean, come on. I feel embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, it's worth listening to. I'm very proud of it. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. stop! I guess I guess our interview's over, Mike. Now, wait, John, didn't you have something? I did have. I, I the part that I liked about this story was uh, apparently at the end of the day, Mike. I know you're tired and dirty, and you just want to relax for a minute. You like to seek out the local breweries, according to the story. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Just to have a cold absolutely. one before you hit the shower. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And in fact, uh, in Washington, uh, two breweries have their signs on the side of the trail. Oh. Caution, Caution and uh, North Fort Brewery. They did a collaboration beer, and it's called Tractor Trip. Nice. And it's it's being served out oh, there wow. right now as I left. So uh, it, it's, it's yeah, that's kind of cool. We were really excited about that. And when people come in and say, well, what the hell is that tractor trip stuff? And uh, it's an IPA. And uh, then we have some uh, little folders there that then the bartender barkeep can just hand it to him and say, this is... There's an idiot out there in a tractor. That's what this is about. <laughs> an idiot that's uh, going to raise $100,000 this time for sure. We we hope. But, you know, I have to tell you, too, that uh, John Deere, uh, I don't think they're really too positive about what I'm doing. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah. They, the, the distributors have been absolutely wonderful. But yeah. John Deere itself, no. Huh. I think that they're scared of the liability and maybe oh. uh, I'm doing doing something with a John Deere that it wasn't yeah. made for. Oh, well, sure. Well, I, don't, I hope John I don't Deere know. realizes there's another company and they're red and they're called Case. And uh, maybe the Case uh, equipment company might like to deal with uh, Mike and do some good for Bart Weston's. Oh. Maybe wow. I could leave it green, and then I'll just put a case uh, sticker. Oh, on. God. Oh, that would that be would the be... ultimate. Yes, yes. I, I feel like uh, I need to be your agent here. This is good. <laughs> oh, well. All right, Mike. We'll check in again, though. We, we do this every Wednesday, so, uh, you know, maybe in a month or so, we'll, we'll uh, check in and see how you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. answer if the bears aren't chasing me. Okay. Right. Cool. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Guys. Safe travels. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. kids they don't get it man <laughs> they could be on top of the world with this one song and it never got past this place where it is right now right i have i bet i've had half a dozen people send me a note saying can i get a copy of that so and i asked dylan he says yes yeah, send him the demo if you want we don't care because and, that's a and demo here's, that's, and that's also demo. give us ten dollars i mean yeah, yeah, nothing yeah it's bizarre yeah what are they gonna do when this shows up on somebody else's i've i've brought that up actually and i said you haven't you know it's not copyrighted or anything what are you gonna do he goes, ah, i got dates on the things that could show what i wrote it etc cetera, etc cetera. so i don't but we're saying know. it right here on a broadcast that is property of 
Dylan. <laughs> Dylan and Dylan. Dylan yeah. and Dylan Reese. The two Dylans that are just amazing together. Uh, I want to give an, a quick update here on uh, the biggest badass in Wisconsin, Kennedy Swan. Uh, racing finally started. She was a past guest, I don't know, about a month or so ago. Yes. Racing, racing finally started last weekend. Um, it had been delayed for weeks and weeks due to all the rain and, and everything. So she started out Friday night at Red Cedar in Menominee, got a third in the heat, uh, was on the pole for the feature, but then uh, dropped back to six. I think she was having some handling difficulties. Uh, the next night in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, she was on the pole for the heat. I believe she finished third. She got a really lucky yellow and uh, finished third in the heat. And then the feature, I think, rained out before she could get even on the track. And then on Sunday night, she went up to Granite City, in uh, which is in the St. Cloud area. But they had recently put down a whole bunch of new clay and the clay isn't seasoned, and the track was like a motocross track. Mm. I mean, it was really, really rough and really, really bad. And uh, I believe Kennedy did the smart thing and pulled out. Either that or she broke right away. Um, so we don't have any results for her um, for Sunday night. But she'll be back at it again this weekend, and it's probably going to be the same thing, Menominee, Rice Lake, etc. Mm. So that's all I have. I just wanted to keep everybody posted. 16 years old, yeah. track champion, yeah. driving a Soda Modified. She's just on, she's so awesome. Great, great competitor. Anyway, uh, Dawn. Yes. I, I like Toidles. Yeah, do you like Toidles? <laughs> I don't know anything about this story. You guys were talking about this in the break. I haven't heard anything about any of this. Okay, well, um, it's uh, this is an article that Ross sent us here from Chicago. Uh, it says, footage of a plump snapping turtle relaxing along a Chicago waterway has gone viral after the man who filmed the well-fed reptile marveled at its size and nicknamed it Chonkosaurus. <laughs> Uh, Joe Santori was kayaking with a friend along the Chicago River last weekend when they spotted the large snapping turtle sitting atop a large chain uh, draped over what appeared to be rotting logs. Um, he posted this video of the turtle and labeled Chicago River Snapper, a.k.a. Chonkosaurus. Um, and in the video, he's uh, stunned by the size of the turtle. I mean, it's just well beyond its shell, they say. I've never seen the underside part of a turtle, except for maybe, um, I don't know, you just, you're not used to seeing its fat flesh on the side, you right. know, coming hey, you out know. of it, where it looks, right. it looks like it just has a little hat, like a yarmulke <laughs> for right. a shell, you know? Yeah. Like when, uh, like when 20 pounds of bosom gets stuffed into a five pound bra. That's right, Kenny. Uh, I'm going to send you this. I'm surprised you don't have it, Kenny. Um, since Ross put it in the email, but no, I, don't, I don't read you those. You don't read there. it. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I just sent it, I texted it to changes. you so you can see, um, how big this turtle is. I'd like your reaction, please. The link yeah. will also be posted with this podcast okay, for yes. people who want to see it. This huge turtle. I mean, have you ever seen an? It's really, what is it eating? Well, that river, I, a few years ago, Hot I was dogs? in Chicago, and they were excited and ecstatic to tell us that the Chicago River was now downgraded to only being toxic. So you can you can imagine what that poor turtle might be eating if it was the Chicago River. Radioactive yeah. hot dogs. Do you that, see it? That turtle looks like it should have its own show on it's maybe obese. TLC or one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of those. A thousand channels. pound turtle. Yeah. Um, 
I've seen many, many snapping turtles, really big ones too. And the first thing you mistake them for a rock. And you're like, yeah. well, how the hell did sure. that rock get there? And then it gets all twitchy and starts moving. And, and if you get too close, it turns and comes at you. You just put a stick in his yeah, mouth. Yeah, and they'll break it. They turn it right into kindling. Yeah. That is uh, so true, Kenny. A few years ago, I was on a walk, a walking path that I take often. Yeah. And I came around a corner and was about halfway up a block and went, I was walking by a park. And I went, oh, that's odd. I've never seen that rock there before. Somebody must have moved it. Oh. I got about 10, fi- 10 feet from it and went flying into the air because I realized what it was. And it was gigantic. In the email, I did also attach a picture of it. I mean, oh, just a, yes. a huge snapping turtle. That's right. And yeah, rock is accurate. These things come out of the lake. And it's like they have no choice on where they're going to. Like it's, you know, when you have got to go number two really, 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 really bad yeah. and you can't get there quick enough. I think that's how it must be with the snapping turtles and eggs. They wait till the very last second when they're almost coming out and then they race out of the water and up onto land and just drop them any, any old place. God, don't I would they not, dig a little hole first? I, I would not choose this spot to lay to lay my new family down. Yeah. And from what I understand, after that's done, they just abandon them. Yeah, they're gone. Like, they're out of there. I mean, yeah. it is a prehistoric creature. They're horrible mothers. They're really awful mothers. God. They're right back down to the legion. Look at that. Around. The legion. <laughs> to the legion. Look at that. Prehistoric, Don. Look at that tail on the one in, in Chicago. It looks like, what the hell? What is it? Well, look at its ass. I yeah. mean, it's exploding yeah. out the back and really thunder yeah. thighs back, back there. Yeah. Uh, we would call back. that an ill-fitting shell, I think, if yeah. we were fashion yeah. people. What are your general thoughts on turtles, especially when they're this gigantic? I, I like turtles. I like turtles. I now, you're, I'm you're not, not afraid supposed of them. To, oh, really? No, because they're slow. And you don't go in the water. No. They're I mean, fast in the water. Yeah, I'm not. I do like to see that. That's the only thing I like to see in the water, you know, as far as like... When you look down yeah. and if you see a little turtle swimming around in the lake, that's cute. This is, I, I, I actually like turtles a lot. I think um, they're pretty cool, but if you've ever seen the unfortunate case where they're out of their shell if something happens, they're very hideous and snake-like. I Oh, yeah, I don't, can looking. they get out of that? I thought they would die. I thought it's attached to them. Uh, if they did, typically if something like that happens where there's been like an accident, maybe they're hit by a car, they wind they up at like a, over. yeah, they wind yeah. up How'd at like you? a rescue or something and people try and take care a of them. A shellist, oh my God, I have to Google shellless turtle. How much do you think <laughs> you pucker when you're out water skiing and you're off over onto the right side of the wake and you see a head in the water that's about the size of a football. <laughs> and all you can think of is, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. Get behind the boat. Hold on tight. Don't fall. Oh, my God. Because, <laughs> yeah, these, yeah, they're giant, Don. They're the size of picnic tables. Picnic Let me ask table. some city, now you're city lying. questions. Go ahead. A table? A uh, city table. questions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when we used to go to the lake two weeks a year, and I would see the turtle head sticking out by the dock. That wasn't a turtle that would attack me, right? I could go oh, swimming because yeah. we never had problems. With no, them. I'm assuming they're, I don't know what they're called. We just call them mud turtles. When, when yeah, you pick them up, normal, they've got yeah. that really colorful uh, bottom that's orange and mm, green yeah. and really and just pretty looking. They head up out of the water yeah. and look yeah, just, around. Hi, how you doing? Things. Looking around. Yeah, kind of exactly. cute, yeah. yeah. And then the other question I have is, and this will do the listener no good, Ross, in Ross's picture, do you guys remember Ross's picture? Mm-hmm. 
what is the head in there? What's it yeah, looks what's like going there's on a with the head? It looks like, in the middle it, it, no, it's not in the middle. His head is on the right side of the picture. Oh, that's his head. I that little, that big me. uncircumcised looking thing. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're well, looking what's at the, the hole? No, you're that's his at, head. You're no, Kenny, the, you're looking at a different picture because you didn't open Ross's email. He sent a picture of a turtle. Oh, Not that one, but in the email, there's this in, one. There's, Ross took a picture a couple of years ago, Kenny, of an oven. For Christ's sake. <laughs> you can Jesus see it, John. Balls. You need to zoom in. You see its little eyes in there. It's just really. All you do is so the head's just uh, kind of. Well, where is it, in, Ross? Drawn in. Here. It's, it's right mm-hmm. next to the story, Kenny. You can't miss it. Do you want me to reset the story it or the didn't email? Mean I said caused, you? Did, didn't mean to cause this much trouble. Sorry. Yeah, John. It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole... Uh, so Ross sends an email oh, suggesting yeah, that, no, stories to us because he's a great his, producer. That's his head pulled back into his shell. Okay, yeah. so you just... Yeah, okay. yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, another question, since you seem to actually know... You know, seem to actually know a lot on this. That almost sounded really bad. Um, my sister works in downtown St. Paul, or not downtown St. Paul, in St. Paul, and there's this area on the campus at the school where she works at where there's just a little lake... And it's got some animals in it or whatever, aquatic life. And there's a bunch of turtles, right? (laughs) The turtles, when they see people on this bridge, they all come over to the bridge because they know people are going to feed them. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really smart. I mean, I don't know how how good that is for the long term of the turtle, but also in saying that they're smart enough to realize, oh, those weird looking people on the land, they throw me stuff to eat. I think that's really fascinating. What you have to do is just go to the shore and get a handful of pebbles. And throw out some pebbles or gravel, and then they get really disappointed by that because they, they, they think they're getting They think they're getting Twinkies and they're getting pebbles. Feel sad. He just needs some power in his life, so he's going to taunt turtles with pebbles. That is the new. <laughs> Jeez, what a desperate, terrible place that you're in yeah. in your life. You're real, you're, <laughs> so I can't, sad. I can't say you're wrong. <laughs> you're right. Sorry. That is the new leader in the clubhouse, though, for my uh, mythical alternative rock band, Disappointing Turtles. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> turtles. I That's like good. it. Yeah. Well, you know, you're not supposed to kill these snappers, um, but I have heard that uh, from time to time, Somebody uh, will take the law into their own hands. When you uh, say you've heard, that means you. No, I don't. I couldn't. I okay. don't have any reason to do it. But yeah. the people I've heard that do it have kids, and oh. they don't. They don't need one of these. Yeah. So they, what about? Oh, I see. What about what people that eat? Do y'all eat turtle soup up here? Turtle Is that soup? a hillbilly thing? I've never tried. I've heard of it. I've never tried it. Yeah. I don't know. It's I don't know what it's about. People do that. I like Campbell's chicken noodle soup. That's yeah. about it. You know. True, true. Yeah. Uh, so every year we would have the same turtles. This is terrible because I'm sure it's toxic for their shell. But we'd have box turtles come up and into our yard. And um, they're all over Missouri. And I would take fingernail polish and put like a heart on the back of one of them to make to see if it was the same turtle that sure. came back. Yeah, yeah. I That's would like a draw idea. a little smiley face tracking. and then yeah. and then it was like, "Oh, look, our turtle's back." Like it's amazing. It would come back to the same place. My aunt and uncle who from California one time came to visit and they brought cuz they drove in their car two box turtles back home to Orange County. <laughs> 
where yeah. they lived. And they those turtles lived in their backyard for 30 plus yes. years. And they Holy were enormous. Boy. And they would eat like lettuce and, you know, just out there by the orange tree in Southern California. Two huh. huge, huge are, turtles. Are box turtles the same thing that I call just mud turtles? What what do their bottoms look like? Or is it orange with a really cool design? I think you know, so. When um, you... Yeah, their their shell is a little more like round on the top. Huh. Yeah. I uh, just realized my aunt Janelle, she's an animal nut, and um probably in her sixties, upper sixties, uh, has had a turtle for as long as I've been alive. And since they moved out of the Twin Cities and up to the Parker Rapids area, I think she only sees her turtles, her turtle, like maybe once a week or once every couple of weeks. She does, and the turtle's name is Margie, and Margie's oh. just shuffling around the house somewhere, and nobody ever sees her. Oh, but she's, the house. yeah, just happy and content and living in the house. Huh. My yeah. sister-in-law got a turtle when she was in like junior high school, and she's now like early to mid thirties. And her parents have to still take care of the turtle because yeah. it's at her parents' but house. What, that uh, turtle's going to live forever. But what's that involved? Just dropping some lettuce on the floor. It's yeah, good for a it week. Doesn't... Yeah. Well, this one's actually in like an aquarium, too. So it's, oh, it's in an aquarium with a heated light. Solid, solitary yeah. confinement. Yeah. Yeah. You turn that turtle loose, it'll walk around the house and be just happy. You don't have to have it in the hole like it's done wrong. Yeah, but then do you have to pick up like turtle poo? Well, who the hell cares? Walk it into the carpet. Nobody will know. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Box turtles are, they really have a pretty, like, shell now that I yeah. see it. It's like uh, a lot of orange and yellow patterns on it. It's really pretty. Yeah, and they, they do have a a nice underbelly. <laughs> it's only a matter of time before Kenny says something and makes me spit my coffee all over this expensive board, and then yeah. I'm no longer producing this radio show. Or podcast, excuse me. Yeah, yes, you are. I'm looking at the clock, and I'm realizing we're almost running out of time. I had a bunch of really crappy stories I wanted to get to. What about, uh, yeah, we um, have like 15 minutes. Crap. But I need to address something with you, McLean. Um, you need to explain something to me. I've mm -hmm. uh, been having a lot of dreams, and this one was from a couple of nights ago. Um, you know the Aryan sales there? That's kind of the, what do we call that, where they have all those cubic, cubicle farm, yeah, right? Yeah, cube farm. Well, there was a company-wide radio meeting in there, mm -hmm. and everybody in the radio division, sales to producers and everybody was standing in the aisles. And the radio meeting, and I remember this because somebody told me the second I worked, I walked in, it was to chastise Chris Reavers. This was all about <laughs> getting getting pissed at Chris Reavers, uh, which I thought was delightful. But I got bored at this meeting, and I was standing next to you. And oh. the whole time we're having this conversation, you're very irritated with me because I'm asking questions. And you were actually running the board at my talk from your watch. <laughs> so you were... You were throwing it to breaks and throwing it back in and out of programming and picking, picking bumper music and doing all that. But the reason I wanted to bring this up with you, because I was trying to discuss with you um, ideas that I was having for the state fair. You know, we might have to do a state fair show. And I'm, I'm kind of worried about this because you have a, a legit show that actually pays the bills. And you it starts at noon. Uh-huh. And it's on the other side of the, the fairgrounds. Well, when are we? When do we do our podcast? We're going to do the two Thursdays, and I had it slated from 11 to noon, but we'll have to move that up. You're okay. going to have to bump it up an hour at the very least, if not more. Because I'm... 
We've got to give McLean a lot. Yeah, we've got to give McLean a lot of time. Hmm. Uh, But anyway, uh, according to my notes, um, I wanted uh, to have a strut like Mick Jagger contest. (gasps) Oh my God, this is very detailed. Yeah, and I also wanted to have a yodeling while tap dancing contest. You're all about Mm. the tap dancing. Yeah, and then the meeting broke up, and this might get a little dark. And I'm I'm sorry if it gets dark. Um, yeah. But there was a movie playing in the studio where you're sitting there, and it was an old movie from the '60s, one of these beach movies, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it was a musical, and girls were being held down, and uh, yeah, accosted and abused during the musical numbers. And the girls were singing about it and being happy, and the guys were singing. And I was super, super upset with this, and I went running out of there. to go. And I went back into the sales side to start telling people about it, and everybody was gone. There was just one lady there, and I tried to start telling her about this, and she gave me that look like, I'm going to call HR, you weirdo. Yeah, but but it was very very upsetting to me that the wow. the movie was portraying this, mm-hmm. and the actors, both male and female, were happy about it. And I woke up in a sweat, and I'm thinking, what the hell does that mean? Well, it has oh, what's going on here, McLean? Mm. Okay, well, overall, when you dream about work, you're dreaming about your own productivity, and now you have to take. Um, Chris Reavers is being chastised. Oh, it was so delightful. And that I'm not making that up. <laughs> they were running down all the reasons why Chris Reavers was screwing things up. Well, you have to uh, think about the three qualities that you think of when you think of Chris Reavers. You have to pick three. You don't have to tell us because that's just personal to you. You're dreaming about that part of yourself. Okay. Okay, so your inner Chris oh. Reavers is being punished because you're oh. not able to do your productive I'm worried, things. I'm, I'm worried that I'm being like Chris. Uh, yeah, but when it just comes to productivity, getting things done, completing uh, tasks, and that he is getting the inner the inner Chris is getting in the way of completing tasks. So it's about you. The dream's always about the dreamer. And then you have to think about what qualities I have to you. And then, um, well, those, you're all, that's like the opposite, probably, of how I you thought, feel about Chris. <laughs> the, but no, you to me in, in the dream, you were just you, but more so. I mean, you were at this meeting, you were answering, you were dealing with my bullshit, and then you were running the board from your watch. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, I <laughs> and think, that is totally what something McLean, if you could do it, you would. Yeah, I, that's actually a pretty cool thing there. But yeah, I, I want to know more about that so I can do this podcast from home. <laughs> so I think that w- between those two things, like you've got the image of Chris Reavers, like that's one part of yourself. And then the other part of yourself is the me. Um, so the qualities you see, like maybe I don't know what those are, but. I think that you're just, your soul's like, there. here are two ways to behave in life. What do you want to do? Do you no. want to be Chris Reavers or you want to be Tom this, McClain? This is bad angel, good angel. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah, and um, and so you're kind of having an inner turmoil and a fight there. Oh, okay, let me... Maybe this has nothing to do with you or Chris. Maybe this has something to do with my brain mm-hmm. where one side is saying, light it up. 
just light it up. Just have one. And the other side of my brain is going, don't you dare, you That's stupid per- yeah. SOB. It's <laughs> been 40 years of this BS. Do not light another one up. Well, um, if you were dreaming about animals, I would say yes, because animals are habits. So oh. um, mm. I would say, you know, the the dream, the part of the dream about the uh, the movie playing. Yeah. So movies are the use how you use your subconscious mind and your your uh, imagination to create things. And hmm. this, you, you are afraid that it has nothing to do with the, the assault or anything like that. Okay, it's just good. the violence of it. It's the violence of um, well, treating people not well. So you're sort of like afraid of the imagination. Now, that could be about the cigarettes because you, there's somewhere in your brain that's like, I have such an active imagination, I might be able to turn this into justifying smoking again. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I you don't want to yes. be violent to your body. Right. Okay, you don't want to hurt your body. So that is being acted out within this movie. So you see how you could sabotage yourself, really. And you're really upset, but you don't have other parts of yourself supporting you because everybody's gone. So... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it could all be, I, I I bet you anything it is about, I mean, that's just, you've just really taken it what, to another level. What is with the brain where I can hate something so much to my core yeah. and promise that I will never, ever, ever do that again, mm-hmm. but still, I really, really, really want to. I just think one. Just, um, just one. Come on. Just one. Yeah. This It'll is, be okay. I think that that is, I mean, I don't believe in when they say you have an addictive personality. I think that's kind of BS. Well, my doctor said I'm an addict. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that I don't think there are addictive personalities because that kind of labels somebody as you can never succeed. It's just something that you need to see an example of somebody else that does it. Yeah. You know, and it's like. That's what happened for me. Like, I read a really good book. Oh, I've got the book. Yeah. I, I wrote it Yeah, right there in the post-it like note in the wall back Stop there. Smoking Now. Now, yeah. by Al something or... Uh, Alan Carr, not yeah. the comedian, but another right. dude. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he smoked 100 cigarettes a day. That's four packs. Yeah. Or is that five and packs? And he stopped. Yeah, so, that's you know. a lot. Anyway, um, that's the only thing that I can say that... That helped me, but... Um, you know what helps me is um, the lungs are clearing out, so I'm coughing and hacking like I've been sitting down at the Legion all day, every day for the past. And every time I go on a three-minute coughing jag, yeah. it's a reminder, a very helpful reminder. Well, your yeah. body's getting the poison out. Right. Truly. And I haven't been able to sleep in bed. I've been sleeping, sitting up for the mm-hmm. past 10 days, which Well, every day, it's repairing. Think of that. Yeah. Like, you are repairing. You're, you're in a time of healing. You know, it's like if you go back to all you're trying to do when you smoke, and he says it in the book, this isn't my own wisdom here, so I'm not trying to be preachy or anything. But something that stuck with me is that people that smoke, all you're trying to do is get to the place where non-smokers are because they feel that way all the time. You're trying to be calm. So when you light up a cigarette, you're smoking. During that time, all you're trying to do is be in the state of mind that people that don't smoke do. But you've reset the clock because every time you do it, you're starting over. Very And then when you put it out, it's the clock starts ticking again to the time where you'd want another one. I have one. been doing this the same way 
that I do physical therapy. You just brought something up that gets me through physical therapy. Last time, uh, they had a whole bunch of steel put in this wrist. Yeah. And was told I was never going to be able to use it again. And, right. Or, you know, the way I used to. It's like you would constantly be in a, a puppet and, show bird hand. Exactly. Change. No, exactly. And my state of rage was such that these son of bitches that are walking around right now with no steel in their wrist and no pain in their wrist and they don't know what it's like. I, it made me angry at them, and it made me want to be them. Mm-hmm. I want to get back to that point. That's right. And that's where I want to be with smoking. Mm-hmm. I, I want it to not have any kind of impact on or me. control what, over you. Control yeah. or thoughts or anything. I think the thing that it's a really uh, psychological, that book is... Um, is it's really super, super repetitive. And, and it's just like, this is easy. Like, don't believe people that say it isn't easy because yeah. it's not. And they're just trying to, he's just trying to basically brainwash you into believing that, but it works after a while. Well, I couldn't do it unless I, I wouldn't have been able to do it unless I got sick. Yeah. And I got sick so bad that just smoking wasn't an option at all. So I just, you know, I shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yet when I ran into town here an hour or so ago to get a newspaper the whole way in, I'm thinking one of those big $10 punch cigars takes you about an hour and a half to work through it. You don't inhale that much. Cause you know, be just yeah. the perfect, <laughs> absolute perfect smoke. Maybe I'm gonna it's get, something uh, that you're avoiding, like but, you're using it to avoid something. But, but why is my brain saying that while at the same time it's saying never again, ass at never well, because again? The pathway to that, the smoking pathway is super strong. You've gone up and down that road many times, right? Many, oh, so yeah. you're just trying to create a new pathway in your brain, like neurons. And you just need to make that path. Think of it as like you've got a really clear path through the through the trees. That's like your regular path, but you're just cutting a new path. So just this keep going like, down that other path. This sounds very esoteric. No, for a second it started sounded like a Denny Green speech in the locker room, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the Calcutta Clippers moving you in and get the front yeah. coming that way. Yeah, you gotta cut. You gotta keep cutting that new path. And you can I, do it. It's outstanding that you've done ten days. Like that is unbelievable. That's super good. Don't give up. Don't never say that again. Okay. Okay. Because you know, you guys know how (laughs) mentally messed up I am, right? Well, yeah, I I don't, we all are. If somebody sends me, somebody sends me an email that's encouraging and rah, 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 and you go girl and all that BS, I'm going to end up smoking. Don't yeah, you do it because he's so very obstinate. Don't send me any kind of comment. Don't like, uh, yeah, I quit 40 years ago. It was the best. Don't even acknowledge it. Seriously, because I am at a critical area right now. And, and if you start giving me pats on the back, I'm going right into town and I'm going to get a pack of darts and I'm going to blast right through them. You're going to get a million emails now. Way to go, Kenny. No, <laughs> just, but just don't answer them. <laughs> Who says that you have to answer emails? Yeah. Yeah. Ross, let's uh, bring that uh, music up. Oh, we and, know uh, for a fact he doesn't answer my emails. <laughs> yeah. Or, or even read them. Well, here's what I'm... Yeah, no, just don't contact me and don't listen to this show and leave us alone and mind Thanks your own business. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.